for this week it's teen and i've got you know returning friend of the pod john pang how's it going sir hi very well thank you How i just you put doing? out our uh yeah. our, our three hour <laughs> twitter space that i thought had some pretty lively chatter with the with the people who joined and um i put it yeah. out as a bonus three-part bonus episode because it was so long i don't know if people are actually going to be to sit through that but i always like to just throw things onto the record so it's there but you know yeah no, that's a good idea yeah um but you know in the in the uh course of that space there were a few things that came up that i kind of like had had mentally noted to say you know what i kind of want to expand a little bit upon that later in a pod so i kind of reached out to you and to see if you're you're around uh yeah. but we can get to that a little bit later I know that there's been some current events. I rarely do like current event stuff, but I mean, there's just so much going on now. Um, of that's really hard to process. Yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. Uh, I don't think we are the only ones feeling this, right? Yeah, um, that it's just so much happening. Highly um, disorienting. Yeah, really disorienting. So much history um, going on uh, in, in matter of uh, days. So. Um, and uh, one it, major it event really hard to process. Yeah, Go one on. major event that you had uh, brought up to me in a DM, and I thought the perspective was interesting was the uh, the the suicide, the self immolation of Aaron Bushnell in front of the Israeli embassy. Now that is something; it's not unheard of in the United States. There was um, a person by the name of Bruce Wynn who self-immolated uh in 2022 on earth day in front of um the supreme court so right across mm-hmm. town in um in protest to uh inaction on climate right and right. uh so it does happen um but i don't know there was uh, um i think i think there was a there was a lot of maybe there was a little bit more worldwide reaction to this one maybe because of the urgency of the of cause yeah, but, yeah. Uh, i mean these these things are this, this as a form of protest this is really ancient and and um and, and visceral right um almost primeval as a form of um protest self um immolation it has of course a lot of um a kind of you know powerful um religious Kind of overtones. Um, one is reminded of um, the famous um, self-immolation of the monk in in uh, Vietnam, in South Vietnam, that um, was a you know that sparked some uh, uh, um, uh, that sparked a lot of political change uh, subsequently. Um, it was an, in any case a kind of turning point in people's um, consciousness, and there's a monument to him. Um, but of course, I, I, I thought of um, this uh, Tunisian fruit seller um, whose uh, self-immolation in, in protest at police brutality um, set off um, a kind of almost a chain reaction of um, uprisings, um, you know, the, the, the so-called Arab Spring. Of course, there's a lot more behind the Arab Spring. <laughs> there are a lot of um, perhaps uh, even state agents uh, behind it. Um, but still, it needed something like that. Um, it did seem to, to be a nucleating event. Yes, yes, you know? yeah. yes. So the, these things, I mean, the, they're they're really fairly unpredictable in their in their effects. But this one, um, just the manner in which he did it, the time at which he did it, and um, where, um, you know, in co- that the, it just fe- felt to me like there's there's tinder to be to be lit here, and. Uh, and and he he lit it um, literally, um, so so here's this guy. If you think of that monk um, in 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 monk's robes, and here is this guy in 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 U.S. Um, serviceman um, fatigues. Yeah, right. He, he shows up in in uniform, and he doesn't just he doesn't just go away. I mean, he dies on his feet. Right. He's he's standing there shouting this thing. 
I mean, the conviction of um, the man and the um, determination, it, it's really powerful. It's uh, symbolically um, what he did. So I can't imagine that um, those kind of the, the regime media types trying to scrub him out and discredit him are going to succeed. Um, I mean, he's already a kind of, a, kind of icon in, in, uh, around the world, especially in the, in, in the Muslim world. I actually and, uh, figure that's where his this image uh, or the symbol is going yeah. to resonate most. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, as a martyr um, and an organizing or like a, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I have my own views on this, like as an American, but yeah. if you think about it, I mean, you're dealing with a, a sort of like pan-Arab awakening yeah. to what's Again, going on in Gaza. Exa- exactly. Exactly. And... I think one of the primary obstacles to their um, to the will of the people, let's say, is the reluctance by on the part of their Arab their leaders. leaders. Yes, yes. And here you have a young white American, twenty-five-year-old boy. I mean, he looks like a boy. Yeah. In military fatigues. Yes. Doing. This, I mean, what does that make your leaders look like? Yeah, exactly. You know what and I mean. That's what is being used in, in the first. <laughs> I think. Instance. I think if anything, his that's what is being his, used for in in yeah in the yeah, Arab world. He, he is going to be a symbol used to shame. Yep. Uh, the 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 Arab political leaders, the the royals. Oh, yeah. And, you know. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's you, already a lot of anger it's a at these. Very people. potent symbol. <laughs> yeah. In their it, part it is, of the world, it is a very <laughs> potent symbol. Um. And there's already a lot of anger at these people um, in, 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 the, in the Muslim world. I mean, I was back in Malaysia recently, and even there, there's a kind of disgust at the um, Arab leadership uh, for their um, inaction. Yeah. So, of course, the symbol is being applied in the first instance to, to show them up. But it's really quite amazing that, you know, that there's so much that's contrary in it. This is a white American boy, right, or man, um, in military uniform. So there's no way you can, I mean, it really crosses the religious lines, the religious, uh, ethnic, and, and, and geopolitical lines. It's deeply human, and they will adopt him as such. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly who shouldn't understand this. He's the, he should be exactly. part of the problem, and exactly. he gets, he quote gets it, he and gets it. then how, how can your leaders, Yeah, I mean, how do they go, how do they live with themselves after that, yeah. I think is the... Yeah, is the feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a. I I would be scared of that if I was yep. a uh, a Saudi royal. Let's say I'm pretty sure they're scared of that. Yeah, yeah. This is the that sort of Tunisian um, street hawker um, moment. Except it's an American um, U.S. Air Force. Um, um, service the other here. thing this this the other thing this obviously brings to mind for me is that Jordanian pilot that was captured by ISIS. And uh, burned alive. I don't know if you recall that. Oh event. yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, that was done against his will. Right. Uh, and he was a martyr. Yep. This guy is uh, an American Air Force. You know, he's the American vert equivalent to this guy. He does it to himself. He does it to himself. I mean, it it also puts wow. pay to this whole thing. You know, the the whole casting of um, Hamas as um, you know a jihadi movement. You know, this whole attempt to racialize and uh, and and put a um, put a kind of is, is islamophobic um, layer on it of, of Israeli propaganda right um, it really doesn't work if you're if the the, the sort of ch- a kind of champion or an icon of the movement <laughs> again is a US military serviceman yeah. yep I'm also wondering how what um, uh, people in the <laughs> US military think of this. This is also disturbing. I think they're uh, going to try and write him off as crazy. Though, yeah, look, yeah. Moving away from the political side of this to yes. the the personal side, where I'm, yes. I'm viewing this as a as um, an event that happened near where I grew up, and you know, um, you know, it's right it's right near where my parents' home is, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, man. I I would never. I would never want anyone I know or care about to do something like this. Yeah. I can't condone yeah, this. I, I can't, you know, I'm not judging neither. him. I, I think he was sincere. 
I'm a little bit hesitant to label him a hero from my yeah. end because I really don't think that what he did is something that I would ever want ever <laughs> want anyone I know to do. Yep. And uh that's a that's a it's a weird thing, man. You know, and he said he I think he said I can't watch the whole video. I find it too disturbing uh to to watch or listen to it. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah, the I, part where he's walking. I'm not I'm not big on death uh images of death. <laughs> I don't like it. Um but when he's walking and he's talking, you know, he said I'm about to commit a very extreme form of protest. You know, I I think he was trying to say don't do this at home. <laughs> don't do this. Do not follow me. And I, I would repeat that message. It's like, let's not look at this as an example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't I, think I that we should yeah. uh, mm-hmm. want, want for no. this to happen. No, no. Um, there is something about this act that just goes um, beyond that kind of, of reckoning. So uh, I too, I mean, I'm against... Um, you know, um, suicide. <laughs> so, and uh, I, I can't really um, process it in, in, in moral terms myself. But, you know, I watched it um, all the way through. It was this pixelated um, video version of it. Um, I, I didn't want to, but I made myself um, watch it. And, uh, well, I couldn't sleep <laughs> that night. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't, it was how long the guy was, standing um on fire and just shouting this this you know free palestine um until he he couldn't anymore and then he did it one one more time um so and then of course that that cop or israeli security guard you know oh, with I'm his gun sure. drawn yeah yeah with his gun drawn pointed at him just the futility and stupidity of that you you couldn't well, have set it up as a scene um, better than that, so it's a very it's a very potent moment. I don't know; it could still be scrubbed out. Um, you know, there are people who think that, um, and and this goes back to to our you know the conversation you you intend on on just consciousness and subject subjectivity, right? In in uh, this kind of deeply very very atomized subjectivity in the U.S. today, it goes back to this, but. I don't know if people are capable of being struck by this, woken up by it. Um, but, but you know, it's as potent as it comes. I mean, he couldn't have, you know, set it up better. It's very, very simple. He puts the camera, he puts his phone or the camera down, um, you know, sets it up. And then he goes in front of the gates of the embassy and uh, he lights himself, um, you know, he sets himself on fire. Um, and, um, yeah, just, just standing there, uh, it, it just, it, it just couldn't have been more potent, um, a, a demonstration of what, what he stands for. And it's really difficult. I, I, I see the media, of course, trying to discredit him as a, you know, uh, anarchist. Uh, yeah, anarchist uh, well, from a religious compound. It grew up in a religious compound. The Washington Post says it just shows the kind of absolutely philistine kind of this sort of barbaric level of kind of uh, cultural uh, understanding of, of, of anything about religion or of, of even of american religion so the Be guy terrifying. is frank, yeah he's he's um, his religious affiliation if any as far as we can tell is to a ecumenical community a benedictine community right monastic um, so, according to you know people who live according to a um, a certain monastic, or, or at least inspired by taking elements of uh, a monastic rule, um, that is um, so, and um, and it's ecumenical. It's not Catholic or you know Protestant or whatever, or welcoming to all. Th- this is not some kooky, <laughs> you know. This is not branch Davidian um, stuff. Um, and you try to discredit this guy, and you know his his whole tone of voice, the way he he goes about what he's going to do. It's it's he's he's scarily um, you know um, in um, in he he has a, he has a, he, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so uh, no, I, I think yeah, and it's just this moment where sure. we're trying to. Um, it's not we, irrational. We're all we are all trying to sort of 
bridge the gap between sort of standing around and doing not being able to do anything and this this massacre or this genocide um, going on in in front of us so it's it's dehumanizing not to be able to do anything or not to do anything too so again of course neither of us advocates this as an action but this is one form and a form of, of protest and the most extreme form. And um, yeah, as let's, he says, let's develop it's nothing compared to what Palestinians are going through. Yep. Let's, let's develop this a little bit because <laughs> I do think his religious background actually does matter in this case, because, yeah. but not the way the Washington Post describes it as <laughs> itself being the radicalizing or sort of irrationalizing yeah. force in his life. But I, I do think that um, I mean I, I look I'm I'm completely speculating here, uh, right? I, I, yeah. We don't, none of us. We don't know. know. Yeah. We, we don't, don't know. But I'm just trying in trying to make sense of it, which I think might be a little bit dangerous. But what the hell? Um, I I feel like he may have been uh one of these. I would say rather unfortunate souls who is quite pure of heart mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and thus without defenses mm-hmm. in the state of the world, of particularly of America, but the world in general, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that daily has, and I've really got to, I've got to put my, uh, head out i gotta really throw my hand out of the window to feel this because i am uh i'm pretty uh scab hearted like i've got you know i'm not pure of heart (laughs) and so but i see this happening and i feel like this is more than you think you are man Uh well, see, a lot, I think all of us are deep down, okay. But like, we've got layers of protection. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And and so I've got to really reach out to try and understand this. And I can only imagine for the unsheltered, uh, who don't have these years of built up, you know, hardened skin and armor that it's just sort of like a full-on assault um, to your own sense of balance and well-being Yeah, to live in a world like this, where let's say he did join the military. You know, I mean, this this is the kind of shit we're talking about. People um, calling him, you know, well, what did you expect joining the military? You know, like, well, maybe he expected that he would be serving his country. Is that naive? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is he naive? I think he is naive. But Mm -hmm. I think that's part of this weakness of the pure-hearted is that there is a certain almost childlike naivety to them. And the world fucking hates that right now. I mean, that's putting a mark on yourself. And for those of us that aren't able to... Um, <clears throat> dissociate to a degree from the world at the level of genuine feeling. Uh, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard time. It is a, it is a hard time, but it, he also puts into question what we mean by you know sanity. I think one of the words I I hear the most, or, or the the reaction I hear the most about the behavior of the let's let's say the Western elite. The, the sort of NATO elite um, right now is, oh, these, they're, they're insane, they're sick, they're, they're psychopaths. You know, um, the, the, the collective sort of delusion and um, the, the disconnection from, from reality or any reality that we, we recognize, um, you know, makes you want to believe in, it makes you realize that the category of collective insanity is, is is relevant you know if, if you didn't believe in it you you will now you know there is really such a thing you need almost social psychology um or at least some notion of how entire groups of people can just go really off 
the reels um, to process what's going on. So yeah, what he did is, is um, how do we call what he did unbalanced? Um, you know, insane uh, relative to what is going on. So, you know, who, who is, you know, all those people, I mean, all these Washington Post types, I'm sort of trying to cast him as a bit of a loony, um, a disturbed person. Well, well really, the, the question sort of arises, who, who really is insane? Who's uh, Well, well let's, let's take tear that apart a little bit and wonder what do they actually mean by insane? I think if you're trying to say, if you're the Washington Post, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Defenders, it's it's the paper. It's it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's the Pentagon newsletter. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Um, if they call him insane, I think what they're really saying is that there's no meaning or information behind what he did. There's no point in thinking about what he did as a meaningful action. It had mm-hmm. no yes. meaning. It was yes. insane. Meaning, yes. th- these were just random, you know, uh, twitchings of. Don't even consider him a conscious person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just this was a pure act of yep. randomness. Yep. They're crazy people. Yep. Yeah. He mm-hmm. did this because he woke up and, you know, um, you know, a, a chemical in his brain, you know, went the wrong way. And then um, and then he did that. That it, It's of no meaning whatsoever. That's to me what they mean by insanity. Mm-hmm. And I, I reject that. I, I don't think in that sense he was insane at all. I think there's a lot of meaning behind what he did. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're there's, just trying to get us to not think about it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. There's the meaning that you impute to him. I mean, the the to him that you think that he had his, his intentionality. But quite apart from that, there is just what that act means. You know, what that set of images, what... Um, uh, mean in um, in this context, and I think it's quite quite powerful. And I think you know it, it's one of those moments that people will remember. Um, it's an act I of could desperation. Be wrong. Yeah. It, it, I will say I don't think it was an insane act, but it was a desperate act. There, there, there seemed to me some something desperate, and I don't think it was. Pers- I I look I, again. I'm purely speculating here because we see people do this. Mm-hmm. For various different reasons, you know, whether it's Earth Day or whether it's police brutality or yeah, whether yeah. it's you name it, um, you know, I feel like there is a, to the people who do it. There's it's a desperate, it's an act of desperation, and yeah. I feel like they are don't real almost probably don't even feel like they're really sacrificing a future because they simply are at the end of the rope. They don't see a future for themselves in this world. And so if they're going to go out, I might as well make it count. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're thinking, but that's Mm. how I, in my mind, when I try and reconstruct these kind of things, you know, that's where I go. I tend to think his his internal state about whether he's desperate or not is is not as important as what um, that act means. Um, Because a lot of people, I mean, we're all going to process it in our, in our own own way, but he did this at a time, or we're seeing this at a time when we are all trying to come to terms uh, with this uh, violence, this insanity. I, I don't think we, I mean, I didn't expect to see this sort of World War II level of outright mass killing, deliberate mass killing of, of innocents Right in an attempt to exterminate them or to make them get out of a place, right? So ethnic cleansing is without question, without question, Israel has practiced uh, practices ethnic cleansing. In fact, the state is based on it, but um, and it's the logic of of the whole enterprise. But then it's become genocide uh, in front of us now. Okay, I can even take away those conceptual layers to see people being killed like this deliberately, and the the U.S. government, and more or less the entire the sort of the so-called collective West, uh, running cover for it and arming them. That's hard to process. 
that's a sort of moral, you know, it, it puts you in a state of moral desperation and we all, everyone needs to sort of then um, enact these or, or um, have, have these this, this sort of self-protection that you talked about. We all need to start putting on certain layers of, of protection against uh, re- reacting to it uh, just purely emotionally, right? One has to be rational about it. But I, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily the case that the guy was 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 desperate. Um, it could have been a fairly rational thing, a calculation oh, in which I think it's rational. people are going through this, and I am going to give my life as, yeah, because what I'm going to go it's... through is what they're going what what they're going through. So I, I think there's a certain rationality to it. I'm mm-hmm. saying. That I think that these people are desperate because uh, so it's so it's so I feel very ambivalent about imputing things onto people like this. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, he's yeah. he's a public symbol now, so I'm just gonna yeah, he's a it. public symbol now, and exactly. he he put himself as a public symbol. He yeah. wanted to be a public symbol, so I, I suppose I I am not completely out of bounds to yeah. to to try and interpret what happened here, but. I don't think I'm not saying he was desperate because let's say he he didn't have any money, you know, or he yeah, had, yeah. he had or he was desperate because he was dealing with you know childhood abuse that you know what what no, I'm not saying any of that. I get the feeling that some of these people are just uniquely vulnerable to the reality of the world. They're very in a way sensitive to reality. Yeah, in a way that the yeah. rest the rest of us normies mm-hmm. are not because I have to I arm ourselves against. Go- <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes to something yeah. we were talking about briefly in the space, which is I think like you know, in a way, we're living in the cultural and psychological equivalent of a pre-Copernican world, a mm. Terra-centric worldview. Yeah, that's your very effective metaphor. Yeah, yeah, where, you know, like mm-hmm. the like the um the the like the Roman Catholic Church, I guess at the time mm-hmm. had decreed the earth is you know the center of the universe and the church is at the center of the earth and so we you know we are the center of everything. Uh They've they've somehow we've somehow recreated that, but all in our own minds, and um, yeah, through yeah. the through the aid of technologies, this has really accelerated over the past ten years to a point where, um, I think that people who don't view themselves as the center of the world are starting to feel like they're living in a desperate, they're living in a very hostile and somewhat cold universe that is living according to some sort of very basic misconception or lie. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. I have no idea whether that applies to this guy or not. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying that that's what I see these days is that I think, well, not only do we leave people out who don't subscribe to that sort of self-centered, self-centric view of how human, what human beings even are, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that the people who do subscribe to that are experiencing a lot of, uh, I would say, psychological and emotional uh consequences of that that are pretty severe yeah yeah the i mean the the interesting thing or the difficult thing about this is you know what if that um sensitivity that vulnerability um that moral vulnerability or that kind of um, is is uh, that we we imagine? Okay, let us say that Aaron Bushnell uh, had 
or that we might ourselves might 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 feel about what is going on. We, we we clearly have to protect it in some way or defend ourselves against it. Um, but what if that's also what makes you human? Um, so there is there are two things going on. So you know that you feel that this is what makes you human. Your capacity for for deep um, empathy. Um, at, and at the same time, your your knowledge about how the world works, you know, your own ineffectualness and and etc. Right, things have to go on. I still have to um, do my my thing. I mean, the balance between these or holding these together is is the the tough part about being human, and it's necessary. Otherwise, you're just a a child, or you're an, you're naive, and um, and it's no good anyway. Maybe, but what if that that also needs to be preserved. So that's why I, I feel, okay, things like this, whatever uh, was in his mind, in his heart, um, there's, an, there's a, of course, an openness to the, to the symbol. And at this particular time, I think, or maybe I'm projecting my own sense, my own reaction to it, I think it, uh, you know, it's an important it's a, it's a turning point, um, and you know, and for we who? we can for then the stand back. For the I think for, for 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 a lot of people, right, listening to this, that this is a potent symbol that they want to sh- they want to sort of you know erase as quickly as possible. It's really dangerous well, uh, for the elite, not just in Saudi Arabia, right, but but here as well. I mean, here's a military guy. What the fuck? I mean, it's a military uh, guy. I mean, you're supposed to be indoctrinated into well, these Palestinians they're they're, they're jihadis. Uh, you know, this, this is the enemy, uh, etc. And uh, lo and behold, you have a guy from from in here who feels like this. Um, yeah, and of course, suicide has its it's it's, it's dangerous. It has mimetic uh, power, right? It it, it provokes or something encourages um, uh, imitation. So. Um, in all these ways, it, it 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 you know this is not something that you just uh, you can just scrub out and and say is meaningless, which is exactly what I agree. That's what they want you to believe to 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 think this is just nothing, nothing burger. The guy is going to be forgotten in in a couple of weeks. Well, let's see. I mean, they if if they're right, it says something I I feel about the the society, um, about who we are today that I think you want to talk about as well. Um, but, but, um, I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah, particularly you know, potent symbol. It's not just the U S but, and, and, but outside as well. It's really powerful in the Middle East as, as we were saying, but also in uh, the U S. Yeah. You know how in the video they blurred it, um, using this like rectangle of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like a digital drape to pre- mm-hmm. prevent you from seeing the full horror of what happened. Um, that to me is something that, you know, that we just do all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do it to the image itself. Now mm-hmm. we're going to do it to the story and say, don't pay too much attention. He was crazy. Mm-hmm. He grew up in a very strange, you know, uh, religious background. And you, you don't have to worry about this. Like this guy's really fucked up. <laughs> and, you know. The rule of Saint Benedict is fifteen hundred years old. <laughs> What's that rule? What is it? Explain. No, the rule of Saint Benedict is the monastic code, right? That that this Christian mm. community, community of Jesus or whatever, right, takes some inspiration. Oh, fifteen hundred years old. That's that's a sure sign of insanity, then. Yeah, it's because a sure everything sign of old insanity. is insane. Yeah, it's yeah. beyond. No, we're the first. We're the first. You, you realize we're the first rational civilization, the first truly modern civilization on on planet Earth. Everything that yeah. came before us, yeah, is just yeah. a bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of hooey. How many Nobel Prize winners came out of the St. Benedictine tradition? You know, (laughs) I dare say zero. Okay. Yep. 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 If they're kooky, Uh, I mean, you know, you don't want to go into the back, into, you know, our background, my background, right? My religious background, for example, or or, or that of, um, of that of America itself. So... As I said, this is, oh, if you think he came out of a religious compound, what do you think America came out of? You know, so in any case, they are unable to process it. 
Uh, so they just so scrub it out. But the way they scrub it out is also in, in, in trying to do that is also ineffective. I'm just saying that certain things that happen, you can't unsee. Um, by the way, I mean, yeah, there is the, the image of him. He just stands there. Okay. He just stands there on fire. He stands an awful long time. Um, you know, so it's not even um, just horrible in the sense of, you know, um, uh, you know how we, you see sort of you know, morbid scenes of death and you, okay, you don't want to see it because, um, yeah, it's, it's horrible in a particular way. There's a, a traumatizing uh, to see. It's traumatizing. Yeah. This is not in, 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 in that way. It's not traumatizing. It, it at least uh, it, for me, uh, it's uh, an image of, of defiance and of courage extraordinary image again as i say i'm you know in my religious tradition uh, suicide is you know i'm catholic right suicide is uh, is uh, not uh, yeah is not permissible right so but but still i i understand the and it's it's really something that goes beyond it's a sort of self sacrifice so in the middle of all this a guy sacrifices himself okay you think you can forget him i think not uh, well, and 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 let's see. I, I love your image of the you know it came up in the space um, of a Copernican revolution between a a kind of um, uh, cosmology, literally, in which uh, we, the ego, is at the very at the center, and everything revolves around it. Right. So it's the old Aristotelian system um, that some in the church. Uh, allied themselves to and and had theologized and said, okay, this is how it is, but this is you know it's Aristotelian. It's you know these these uh, spheres of uh, and the the whole thing is this work of God and it's these spheres. Even that had more, frankly, it had more dignity, it had more it had more meaning than this almost solipsistic, autistic um, notion of self centeredness that we have now as as um, the norm. Or the supposed norm in in the culture, so um, and I, I like the way you say you you need a revolution from that to um, some a universe in which we are not at I mean, the center, right? I mean, I think that I think that um, the epidemic of you know mental the mental illness epidemic in the United States. I have to think is related to this. Um, first of all, where did where did we come from? Yeah. We didn't come. We don't come from a hundreds or or centuries or millennia old tradition. Where did we come from, us modern Americans? We came from fucking Don Draper's daydream. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we are living in a world that was engineered by people that are no different than ourselves. Like we just made it up. Mm. Uh, and then we broadcast yeah. it because it sold shit. It's a consumer based society. And I know this because I lived, I grew up in it and it was all fun and games for a long time because one, we still had vestiges and uh, direct connection to an older type of tradition. We were a more traditional and more cultured people 40, 50 years ago, I would say. Yep. I think that's without much controversy compared to what we've become. Uh, but over time, uh, you know, one thing took over the uh, and, and the other receded. And, you know, we're living in a fully engineered society that was engineered not without, it, you know, it's not really time tested. This is a, this is, this is bullshit corporate propaganda. You know, I mean. Yeah, another great image. Don Draper's yeah. dream, <laughs> man. Yeah, Don Draper made us up in a pitch meeting. That's who we are, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, now it's a fucking AI, you know, yeah. A- yeah. AI-driven yeah. Uh, social media algorithms that are determining yeah. the kind, the yeah. what the nature of the world, the shape yeah. of the uh, world that we're living in. Yeah. Um. Literally, as a th- as a world-making technology, a- AI. Yeah, we're and applying I, it that know, way. I think that the real problem with the way with, and it's not like we don't know this, we know this, but the problem that I have with the way we're talking about this is that it 
you know, we're always talking about how, okay, our attention has been shattered and maybe we've become a little bit shallow and narcissistic and that's not good and we should be better people. We should be better people. And there is such a amount of self-regard and a feeling of omnipotence in that, that somehow what matters to the world is that we are better. Uh, no, I think that the problem is, let me put it this way, it's a personal problem, right? It's not the effect that we're having on the world. It's the issue that, it's the effect that this is ultimately having on us. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend recently mm-hmm. where he said that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have, we have to count our lucky stars that we weren't born into, uh, you know, a really awful period in history like you know oh man 1920s okay. russia or china or something like that you know right, right. which which is true not always <laughs> not always yeah. i think here's the I problem right? 1920s china but uh, you know here here's my problem with that statement and i told him yeah. this and i think he understood what i was trying to say is that uh there's no shortcut because i think that the the fundamental like problems of existence, <laughs> mm-hmm. the big questions, yeah. the ones that require a lifetime of, you know, work and contemplation and whatever it is to, to uh, come to grips with, um, find peace with. And it's a, if it's a never ending um, task, you know, uh, and it becomes even more clear after you pass the age of 45 and you realize, yeah, yeah. holy shit, it's a return trip. We all end up in the same place. Yep. Whether I grew up in, uh, as a peasant in, you know, uh, Russia, yep. during, you know, or as a corporate lawyer in New York City in the 2020s, it doesn't Absolutely. really matter. Yeah. We all end up in the same place. And so the difference, though, is... I feel like we have been more lied to and have been subsumed into um, a topology of subjectivity that is so self-centered that those big questions about meaning of life, about mortality, etc., have become private, personal questions rather than cultural questions Mm -hmm. or philosophical Mm -hmm. questions they've become personal questions and that if you experience those things that way uh it's just too much for a human being to take you can't you can't answer those questions based on some just sort of like personal you know some personal answer to it that because the feeling is going to be that you're basically the only one that is struggling with this it's it's all on you absolutely yeah and it's not it's too yeah. much and i think that that leads to severe anxiety and when you give up and you realize that it can't be done depression and that's everywhere now you know and so i think that the downsides to this culture of have it everything your way Make it all about you. Make the most important project in life the betterment of yourself. Is it's not again. There's plenty of self critique about this in in America or in the West or in our culture. It's not like we don't know this. The problem is that our critique of it is about us becoming better, a better person. And I'm like, no, that's not the problem. The problem is that you're painting yourself into a horrifying corner. It's not about yeah. being better. Yeah. It's about dragging yourself out of this trap. Yeah. Those are two very different critiques of this. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. um, they're saying don't be, you know, don't become a flabby, indulgent narcissist. I mean, think right. about other people once in a while. Yeah. And I'm like, I think you don't want to be an indulgent narcissist because you don't want to face true existential terror mm-hmm. that you will have no you 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 have nothing against you there's you have you you're fully uh unarmed against yeah. what's coming if yeah. that's the way you're going to go about it yeah yeah 
you're describing. I don't know a, if that makes sense. I'm just a rambling dude. No, no, but. this is beautiful. I think you're describing a, to me, a, a cultural and ontological trap out of which, you, you know, pe- in, in which people are telling you to, uh, in which the advice, right, to be a better person, um, to go to the gym, etc. Um, it, it just, um, call your mother, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, it just deepens. It just reinforces the, yeah. the, the, yeah, your, your entrapment. So, I mean, we are the, being all led. that advice, all this stuff is just st- stuff you're going to do within that, that trap where the answer is to, to walk out of it. It's, it's that Copernican revolution you, you were talking about. All, all these things, they just reinforce that. That that view and reinforce your your solitariness, your your aloneness, your loneliness, and your ultimately your anxiety and and depression, because the issue isn't just psychological. It's not something you can you can just fix with some tools, um, or go to the you know gym, etc. It's um, go talk to your therapist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that um, you're just accepting the terms of the problem as they. Are presented to you, and the very terms and that framework. What if that's the problem, right? And it's it's not just psychological. And they tell you, oh, it's, it's psychological, it's physiological. No. What if this view, and let's talk about it in terms of culture, for example, is just wrong about human nature or the human condition? I mean, it denies the existence of human nature in the first place. But it's just it ever, wrong I, about I, I, the I don't human think condition. Ever, is there such a thing as the human condition? Or it's just, you know, whatever it's up I don't to think grabs. they ever considered it. I think that from the get-go, human beings were in our in the culture that we created, engineered. Mm-hmm. Um, human beings were seen as Skinner Skinnerian behavioral boxes. We were input mm-hmm. outputs. Yeah. And what they were trying to do was to design an economic system using us as building blocks and the stability of that system requires us to have a stable input output pattern you know something like that that's it that's all it fucking is Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's really all that's as deep as it went because this was designed by uh capitalists it was designed by people that were trying to make money yeah and so their only interest in us was that and and note how urgent the problem is. Okay, I I feel the this um, the machinery for reinforcing this this worldview, uh, this type of world is m- mechanized, as as you said. But it's you know digital technology is being applied to this. AI is being applied to this. So you're you're we're 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 getting into we're now entering Vision Pro world. You just strap it on and you're in this world and you're in control of your private world, which I, the corporate, right, I feed you the algorithms or the machine feeds it to you and I can personalize it to your pr- private fantasies, to your tastes, to, you know, um, so you, you know what's, what's, what's coming down the pike. It's, it's no different. You know, yeah. It's no different. You're defenseless against this. Okay, it's if, no if you different. don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no different than uh, parents of infants who put that little baby, that little playmobile mm-hmm. over the crib just to temporarily. Su- now that's fine. I mean, t- those are great yeah. things. Yeah, but that's for a baby. Yeah, and we are doing that to adults. Yeah, you know, is yeah. is distraction to soothe us. Um. Yeah. to make things go smoother for everyone. Yeah. This is a mechanized mobile, yeah. right? With uh, lots yeah. of lights and, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. they need it. They, they, they really an, need us to get this stuff. Yeah. With an AI because, voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think people are waking up. Mm-hmm. You think? Well, and yeah. Mm-hmm. What's making them wake up? What's waking them up? Age. <laughs> age. Speak for yourself. You know? <laughs> no, for ourselves. Yeah, well, age does it for us. True. I think True. age does. I think that... All, like I said, you know, humans, there's a, there's a basic, there's a fundamental equality to us, yeah. which is that we all end up in the same place. And so yeah. the, 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 pa- the trip back down is of a different nature than the trip up. 
No, I'm not saying you're responding to this like this, but but I see others. I mean, there's a whole kind of Silicon Valley crowd that's, you know, about not just delaying death, but but making death uh, sort of obsolete, right? They're disrupting um, death. Yeah, but even in that, you can tell they're struggling with it. The fact yes, they're, they're not struggling with it. Okay, so I mean, not everyone is re- responding to. So there are there's a natural. You know, age is a absolutely natural, inevitable um, call to to return to to to, to reality, right? Yeah, we but, could do this in like. Here's the thing: we're yeah. going to end up in the same place, but we could do this the easy way, or we could do it the hard <laughs> way. And <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and I yeah. think that what we Americans don't understand is that by constantly delaying this what I think is going to be hopefully a many decades long process, a gradual gentle process that leads to all sorts of new insights. It's not a bad thing, right? Um, By delaying that um, and pushing it off through distraction and soothing that you're just going to make it much, much worse when you yeah. really can't avoid it yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? When your life is all about pleasure and comfort and ease, something's going to break that. Yeah, of course. Break something it forever. will break that. Yeah. yeah. You better get <laughs> used to it now. This is yeah, what I'm saying. You know, like get will. used to yeah. things, losing things. Get, lo- yeah. get used to your life losing comforts and shedding yeah. uh, the protections between you and mortality and yeah. uh it's a beautiful process i mean i really think that that you become so you know it i described it to a friend i was like as the you know because i'm what i love about 45 is that i I, I don't have to put up with my friends who are also 45 insisting that we're still young I'm like, dude, <laughs> empirically speaking, okay, shut the fuck up. It's just give up. No, I'm not I'm not saying that yeah, yeah, my yeah. friend, yeah, I'm not saying you're not in good shape, dude. I'm not saying that you don't look good. I'm just saying admit like don't, don't, 45 is not the new 30. It's not. It's just not, okay. It's just not. Stop it. just, it's, and just it's just not. It's just stupid and it's and it's, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> not only is it okay, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And, and, Why? Because uh, I think that um, it's just like, it's like anything else, man. It's like a long hike. The way up is a real, it's a slog, dude. And the yeah. way down, you can take it, you can take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you watch everyone else climbing up so hard and you're just sort of like cruising down a little bit. And um, you see, the, in, in our mm, culture, in our shared, if I may, Chinese culture, this mm-hmm. is. Absolutely, not just absolutely fine. This is glorious. It's glorious. Growing old is a good thing, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it's attended by you know respect by you no know, children, grandchildren, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? The elderhood yeah. means something morally and in terms of your your life. And frankly, and this is this is another aspect of life in America that I think is extremely sad. Uh, it's also marked by an increasing amount of leisure and and um not doing anything of of uh idleness so that you can and and i think and i've noticed this in myself of increased attention span Mm. not decreasing increasing i think that Holy it's God, a time where mm-hmm. I'm allowed to and I'm able to focus on things deeper and for longer. Like, you know, I I listen to entire albums now. I don't just <laughs> listen to one song. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I read a book from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then I talk about it ceaselessly with my wife. You know, um, didn't have time for that before or didn't even have the attention span for that before. Um, and wow. you know, I could see a whole series great. of pods on 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 this. You on know, getting older, talk about these things on on getting older on just yeah. these these things on, on just life life happening. Yeah, uh, it's not just getting older; it's just having seen more shit, right? <laughs> having had more things yeah. happen. 
but and having um, ha- and having good taste in terms of how to enjoy life you know i think yeah i think the, a lot of people are making just bad decisions in terms like in in bad decisions in, in the sense that i think they're they're, they're made with a with bad taste you know yeah. what i mean like you could have something yeah. finer than that yeah um and the inessentials sort of fall fall away i i think if you age well i think even statistically people have sort of studied this but people just get um more more relaxed about things and 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 happier just just more chill as as they grow older yeah so yeah i mean this this you strip away things to their essence and you uh, strip away things and you're just more easygoing okay yeah for sure um th- these look we are trained not to bring age and death into the conversation I'm mindful of that of that shift you were just talking about, right? Of which is really, I think, the image for our conversation from that um, geocentric to a heliocentric world, whatever the helios, whatever the sun is. Okay. Um, so, and we're not supposed to talk about death. Okay. This this brings us back to the Aaron Bushnell thing. You're supposed to, it's just supposed to be meaningless. Just some dude killed himself, or maybe you know it's it's the it's which is to say it's supposed to be dehumanized. And look, my mother died three weeks ago. Okay. On as she, I just observed as she grew older over the last twenty, thirty years. When she was, when we were younger, she was a pretty you know tough. Um, um, you know, task mistress, and uh, um, you know, and I, we had would have issues, and uh, with her, I, I would have. Okay, she she was tough in certain ways, etc. But she just got, or, or she, at certain times, she felt to me like she was high strung. But as she grew older, good God, like she, she was just becoming a more and more liberated person. Mm. And I remember my last, you know, all these conversations with her over the last few years, and you know, I was away a lot was always about her saying, you know, frankly, her telling me to chill out, <laughs> you know. Mm. Oh, it's not, and it's not just her. It's, can you imagine you're sitting there and this 80 plus year old person, right, telling you, oh yeah, you, you know, no, chill out, man. It's just, it's, it's all okay. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, just this other stuff just, just falls out of the way. Um, yeah. So it, it really is, I mean, in, in her case, it, it was like that. So actually, the these things right your the aging the death okay in every culture worth its name um people have come to terms with it in a particular way and this thing that you called um this it's not personal therapy right this is the point that you made earlier um the culture deals with it you don't have to work it out for yourself yes people understand that all people are a certain way they have the certain role you know they're chill. They hang out with the grandchildren. I see this in a very natural way on the street here in, in, in China. You get these old people, they're really quite chill. I mean, they're, you know, sometimes you have these grannies, they're on their little e-bikes and they take uh, the kid to school and back, right? Um, they play around a lot more. This, you know, really, they, they hang out with the kids because both kids and these older people, they're chill. <laughs> they live more in the moment. It's the, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 year olds who are like, oh, you know, on, on the mill, uh, on the treadmill. So, yeah, all of that is, is lost if you, you think of yourself as this, uh, you know, this, a certain type of individual who has to fix himself. Yeah, and because I think the problem is it's not just the work, the burden that of one individual versus what uh, a whole society can do collectively in terms of offering um a life a a lesson about life or, or or an understanding about life that will be helpful to you from cradle to grave it's not just that it's also um that it's impossible uh, to get that if you truly buy into the idea that the universe begins and ends with you mm-hmm. because you're literally confronted with the end of the universe. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is not what's going to happen. And I think that. And you can't to live to some like extent. That. Yeah, to you know, some if, extent, if, if I you think have that, that in your head, you can't function as a decent human being if you think the world ends with you. Right? You're going to be a monster. Too, and not only are you a monster, but it's too big a burden. It's all too big a burden. Like my life and death is going. That's the beginning and the end of the universe. <laughs> that's a lot, bro. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. it's the end of everything. Uh, whereas I think. Uh, you know, because I'm so bought into that idea. Like, I don't even really know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm, I'm like, mm. but it seems to me that if you're able to get out of this self-centered pre-Copernican self, uh, the notion of self is different. Like, you're identified more. The you is kind of like out. It's also projected to some extent out into the world beyond you yeah so you're yeah. not you're 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 like the world doesn't begin and end with you and so when you, you don't have the weight of like the entire world coming to an end you don't you, you absolutely you, don't yeah you don't it's, you can't you know, live like that yeah you're going to be world sick that you love <laughs> People are sick. You, yeah <laughs> if you love the world around you then you don't have to worry about the world because you're like oh it'll go on without me and uh i'll reappear in some other way yeah. <laughs> into this thing, you know, I'll just pop out somewhere else. I don't know. You know, um, yeah, we'll go to the next chapter, you know, but if, if you truly in your, because I think we're capable of doing this. Like if you truly imbibe the, um, the consumer, the consumer, you know, culture of, of the self, Mm-hmm. Um, the, even the even the questions that you're trying to wrestle with become distorted and yeah, in, in, and just un they just become untenable in terms of like you know. And so I guess what I'm saying is ordinary stuff because you're well, not I, connected to reality. It's not just oh you know all this flighty um, the, the, these abstract and and high thoughts right or deeper thoughts that that go out of whack. You can't deal with ordinary things. You're disconnected from ordinary things because th- this thing about aging, death, birth is about as ordinary and as real as it gets. Yeah. This is absolutely yeah. bedrock and you if you flee it, you flee life itself. You flee being effective. You flee... <laughs> you become one of these people who are dis- completely sort of disconnected from reality. I can't yeah, help it, but 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 project what you're saying, put it as a layer over, because most of the time I'm thinking about things, sort of international relations and stuff like that, but project it outwards into the behavior of this, of, 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 the, of the Western elite. How did they become so thoroughly disconnected? How, what is this? This is Don, Don Draper's people running the world. I mean, it... It it is part of this. This I think I think it is very bound death, up in political of, economy. Yeah, yeah, it is tied yeah. up. This denial of death, this inability to accept um, anything but a kind of a really childish notion of 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 superiority, of security, for example, which requires absolute superiority. Can you imagine relating to other people like that? The only way I can be secure is I'm absolutely dominant over you. In other words, a master slave relationship. Right, um, or a settler native type relationship. If if that is your idea of security, anyone can tell you this is not. I mean, this is you're creating the conditions for you. These are these are deeply insecure conditions. So, I mean, just basic stupid things like this. It, it's it's really disappointing. In the end, it it it's come down to it's such an unsophisticated, such a dumb. Um, set of problems, right? There's nothing sophisticated about how, um, about the decline uh, we see in, in the ability of uh, the managers of empire um, to deal with, with what's going on. There's really not very sophisticated. I wish it was more sophisticated. It would be more of an intellectual challenge. I'd have more fun talking about it. But really, 
you know, it's uh, this conversation is about as useful to it as, as, as anything else, actually. This is the end of part one of a two-part podcast. The second part will be on the Patreon feed for subscribers. If you want to join and support us, go to patreon.com slash planning mag. Thank you.